This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Jutaris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, oh, my buddy, my cousin, pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. But before we ask John how he's doing today, everyone, I need your help. You know what it need is. Need your help. We need your help. That's what I want. That's what I really want to say. If you don't, if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, please do so. We're on all audio listening platforms, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it, we are we there. Are there. Also, if you listen to this podcast on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave us a comment. We will read it aloud and we are appreciative for all the comments that come our way. We're also on YouTube, okay? So type in Nick's comma Jets comma ETC period, Nick's Jets, et cetera. We're on YouTube. Please make sure to subscribe to that channel. Make sure to hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And please leave a comment. Hit that like button. Do it all. Come on. We'll interact with you. We appreciate it all. We appreciate all kind gestures. It's just the polite thing to do. While you're there, we got winning picks weekly. John, video producer Greg, usually go down the NFL slate. NFL season's not around, but guess what? Just dropped today. NBA Thursday night. If you listen to this podcast, it's Friday. But if you go back and listen to their to hearing their prop bets, just getting a to- taste for their analysis on how they look at the NBA game, they did do their future. So make sure to go check out their futures because hey, there's still a little bit of season left. Okay, we still got somewhere about eighteen to twenty games left. So make sure to get those bets in, but do it responsibly. And last, and certainly not least. Please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. We are there. And with that said, with that being said, John, Mr. Malika, happy birthday, by the way. Happy birthday to you. You're getting a card for me. It's in the mail. Uh, (laughs) I'm not joking. You'll like the card. Okay. Let's go. And when when you get it, we're going to have it displayed on this uh, on YouTube, so that oh, way people no. can see what it says. Okay, like it. let's go. Um, but how are you doing, I'm man? Right. How's your birthday? How are you doing today? Knicks are on a three-game winning streak. They gave you a good gift yesterday. They beat the brakes off the Dallas Mavericks once again. Luka Doncic was the only guy that was playing. Jalen Brunson, who we are going to talk about today, because there's enough <laughs> slander going around about him and and saying that he shouldn't be paid, he shouldn't be doing this. It feels like we keep going down this road every single time. So we're going to talk about that. But man. The Knicks are giving you what you wanted, man. They're in the hunt, all right? Oh, yeah. They're three and a half games out from the 10th seed where they could be in the play-in tournament. They are now doing what you want them to do. They're fighting for the play-in, man. They're fighting for the play-in. How do you feel? How are you doing? What's going on? Oh, what's up, man? So, first of all, I'm hyped about this card coming in. Um, I, had my, I had my birthday yesterday. Um Went out uh, to a nice uh, steak dinner. Shout out to Gallagher's in the city. Oh, uh, great place! Yeah, man. Crossed over uh, to the dark side to the to the thirty mark. So, welcome. You know, <laughs> this is you where know. this is where your Jets fandom starts to sour even more. <laughs> man, I don't know if the Knicks and Jets can hurt me more, but those are the famous last words. So I'll, uh, I won't harp on that too much. 
But dude, the the Knicks gave me exactly what I wanted. I was um, a little excited that my idea to go to Dallas didn't work out on a Wednesday in the middle of the week when uh, KP got traded. I was like, oh, no. You know what I mean? KP got traded. Dallas is hot. Knicks are over. You know what I mean? Uh, this would be terrible if I had, like, you know, went through and planned this out. At the end, it looks like I had, you know, non-buyer's remorse here because I wish I was at that game around by 30, <laughs> around by 30 on my birthday in Dallas. That would have been just perfection, man. I am so excited with this team. The the, the way that they're playing, it, it's – I'm not surprised. I, I know I should be surprised because of the product that they've given us, you know, over the first three quarters of this season. But to be honest with you, Alex, I am – I'm not. I, 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 this is what they should be. I love what McBride is trying to turn into. I love that Grimes is ramping it back up. Right. And that's the stuff that's kind of, you know, at the end of the bench here. You got to throw it off for my man, Randall, dude. You got like Julius Randall. I, I guess I am the, the Randall apologist. Like, not only for this podcast, but it feels like for all of Nick's Twitter, I think like Papa Left is trying to take that rain right now. You know, you know, he goes off about Julius Randle these days. We have, you know, uh, Randle's wife and CP and Knicks Fan TV, all that stuff going on. Shout out to i95bully who left us a comment in, in the YouTube, uh, you know, talking about how no one's ever giving any any of the Knicks fans credit, you know, for going hard for Julius last year, you know, treating him like a, an all-pro, you know what I mean? First team all-NBA. And he has, mm-hmm. he has a good point there. And shout out to RJ Barrett, dude. And... Uh, I'm I'm not even gonna be I'm not even gonna throw RJ his props anymore because you know at this point I'm just gonna expect it, you know what I mean? So uh, like RJ, I'm just gonna expect it. He's good. He's fine. He he did okay. I'm gonna give it up for Julius Randle last game. Mitch Robinson showed up, and dude, is IQ becoming a point guard? I mean, I'm so glad I'm not watching fast break pull up threes from the logo anymore. Like he's Steph Curry. I'm I'm glad that he's actually passing. And it looks what like the energy is there. tune is this? <laughs> the energy is there. I mean, he, he's, he's playing like a point guard. Like, for the first time I've ever seen, he's actually playing like a, I don't know why he's doing it. I don't know what's happened to him. But listen, dude, uh, I, I've been saying it on, you know, Nick's spaces. Everybody's been yelling at me. I've been saying it here. Everybody's been freaking out at me because the Knicks have been losing. And I, and I agree with the seven-game losing streak. We've been sucking since the All-Star break. But we've been playing so well, man. We've been playing so well since the All-Star break. And I, I just know what I'm watching. You know what I mean? I, I know the L's are coming, but I know what I'm watching. And I'm watching pretty good Knicks basketball. I can't stand Evan Fournier. I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed that Cam Reddish is hurt. But I'm excited about this team, man. We're in the hunt. We're in the hunt, son. What's up? Oh, my God. Third turn in 30 has done wonders for you. Oh, my God. IQ's a point guard. I don't he plays, know. He's been playing like one. That's the thing. I, I'm, I'm, that's the thing. I'm not. I have no qualms with IQ. It's just that oh, I know for the that. last year and a half, he's just we've been telling him play point guard, and he's he's just playing shooting guard, but he has the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's fine. He can do that. But if you want the tides to turn, something has to give. Like you say all the time, the famous quote, do the same thing over and over, expect different results, definition of insanity. You know, it's we're here now. IQ is finally becoming a point guard, and you, you, you see the benefits, dude. You see Randall. 
I, I, I want to, you know, shed a tear watching Randall set a screen and call for the ball <laughs> off the post and, you know, get the bounce pass from IQ. I was about, about to say that was three. that where IQ told him like, yo, no, 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 no. You get down to the post and Randall's like, all right, well, I'll get down to the yeah, post. Exactly. Randall's like, what? <laughs> he was like, we're, up, we're up all these points. You're not just going to chuck it right now. Like that's, that's usually how it's been going. Growth. <laughs> uh yeah, no, it's been great watching that. It's been great watching IQ get out of that slump. And for like the last eight games, you see he's starting to come around. He's shooting very well the last couple of games. But these will pass four games, though. These past three games, I should say, where the Knicks have gone on their winning streak. You look at this team and look, dude, they have not scored less than 107 points in the last couple of games and they could have scored more against the Mavericks. They took it easy. They pulled the guys early because they were just up by 30. They didn't need them out there, but look, they, my ears. they waxed the Clippers. They waxed the Kings. Oh. They waxed the Mavs. What world like, is this? I have no idea. You tell me you, I mean, tell I'm not me. shocked. I'm not shocked. Alex. If you, if you, if you're listening to the, to these episodes, you know, I had, I was beating Dallas because Dallas has been hot. Yep. They were clearly, do for an L and we are desperate and, and Randall's at home. Like it's so funny. You said it versus the Kings. We have Sabonis Randall's favorite opponent. And then, then he shut him down. And then we have him going home to Dallas where he always kills it. He was screaming. This is my gym. This is my gym. And he's yeah. right. It is his gym. It really yeah. is. Yeah, no, that is his gym. And, and not because he wants to be a Maverick. Let's relax. <laughs> Let's relax. He is from Dallas. Just cool it. But, yo, John, I want to touch back on Emmanuel quickly because the last eight games, he's been averaging 16 points, all right? He's been shooting 51% from the field, 43, 44% from three, okay? Averaging, averaging four free throw attempts and hitting 93.5% of his free throws. He's also averaging five and a half rebounds and three and a half assists. With 1.3 turnover per game. Dude is, Manuel quickly has found his rhythm. And you know who would probably helps? And he also talked about it Deuce McBride. Playing next oh. to Deuce McBride in his, in, in his uh, presser, he oh. said, playing with Deuce him. McBride helps him. One, Deuce pushes him in practice, but two, he even said it allows him to be who he is and to play free. It takes the pressure off of him, right? And not exactly those words. Uh, I'm I'm modifying it, but that's essentially what he said. And you see it. Deuce McBride offers them together. We saw in summer league, those two as a combo backcourt just feels lethal because you have Deuce who is active on defense. And man, how quickly is active on defense. They just know how to play off each other. And they're both looking to pass like, I shouldn't say they're both looking to pass the ball because IQs will lean more so towards scoring while Deuce is looking to pass. Okay. But they both can shoot and they both can pass. It's kind of like the yin and yang, right? And you watch them both out, <laughs> the, out there and it feels great watching them play. And it's nice that Tibbs has taken Deuce McBride out of the doghouse and we're starting to see, and he's not necessarily doing a lot out there, but his defense is infectious. Got, you have to respect his shot because he does have a legitimate jumper, even though he's not consistently hitting it. And that's okay because he hasn't had enough playing time to get in that type of rhythm. But you watch those two as a backcourt, and it feels great. I, I love it. And as a bench unit backcourt, that is phenomenal. I, I love it. So, dude, that, and um, 
I he's know. at a loss for words, ladies and gentlemen. He's at a loss I, for words. <laughs> because I know, Alex, that the first thing you said is, wow, look at this turn of events for IQ from my perspective. And what have we been saying from the very beginning? IQ and Derek Rose was a whole different ball game. He needs to be off ball. And he has, he has Deuce McBride. And look how he's flourishing. He doesn't need much. You know what I mean? He doesn't need Chris Paul next to him for him to flourish. He just needs somebody who's going to control the pace maybe a little bit, spread the offense, plays defense, right? D-Rose is playing actual defense on the Knicks, and that's why we liked him so much. Deuce McBride, he's getting his hands in the lane. Cam Reddish was also getting his hands in the lane too, right? Unfortunately, he got a separated right shoulder. He's out for the year. But at the same time, it is said, at the same time, we do have Grimes ramping back up. He's on the bench. I'm kind of okay with that, right? <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm, I'm okay with that because now Grimes is going to get that playing time. I'm really excited to watch McBride and Grimes get real time, man. Real playing time. And that's on top of Jericho Sims and Mitch Robinson balling out. I mean, if only we kids. had these kids earlier in the season. That's uh, honestly. What I, that's are you going to do, bro? What are you going to do? You can't bench Fournier 25 games into this season and say, I, 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 yo, I get that. My, my bad, bro. I know I'm giving you $20 million a year. Have fun on the bench. Like, you just can't do it, you know? I get that. I get that. I get the politics. To be, you had to you had to trot Kemba out there. You had to trot Evan Fournier out there. You I get the politics. You I get the politics. To. And this is why when I read stuff saying Worldwide West blames Tom Thibodeau, it's like, bro. You I, like that? Stop! You, you, like, just stop! He just doesn't. Like, like, just stop! You, you are part of the problem that put him in this position. You are part of the front office that signed off on getting these guys. So, if you know what Thibodeau wants, and if you know what you want, don't put both yourselves in the situation that's like going to give you results that just has you head scratching and pulling your hair out. Like, if if Worldwide West was so in favor of having the youth movement, then you should not. You should have told the front office no. Let's not get Fournier. I, ha- I have more faith in Quickly and Grimes than Fournier. <laughs> like, say that. Like, and he say it. And you you think that, and, you know, and honestly, that noise and, isn't going to change the rotation? Of course it is. And hold on. And honestly, like, look at how Tibbs goes to Grimes and how he wants to play Grimes. That's That tells me more where it's not like Tibbs doesn't want to play the kids. Because when Grimes is out there, he loves having Grimes out exactly. there. Exactly. Okay, so I don't want to. I don't want to hear that. Kemba, Kemba's a different situation. I, I can understand tr- throwing that into the wind and just saying, "Let's see for eight million dollars." That I can agree. With, I can agree with Fournier, not so much. But hey, it is what it is. But I get the politics. We're here at this point. Whatever. I'm liking it. We here. We here it. in the hunt. So eh, in the hunt. In the the hunt. Right, let's, let's, Sixteen not, games out. Let's go. <laughs> Sixteen games out. Let's see what let's see how the season unfolds uh, with the remainder of the schedule. But you touched on it, man. I just want to say, like, I feel sad for Cam Reddish once again because he's out with a separated shoulder, as John touched on. Got that news today. It was reported by Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and it just, you know, it's interesting because according to Michael Scotto, who he interviewed uh, Stephen Bonnie today for for Hoops Hype. The Knicks are open to trading Cam Reddish. They're not going to trade him for less than what they traded for him, but they're they're open to it, which makes me question like what what's the future for him? Like the Knicks will still have him around probably next season to start off with because he's still on his rookie scale contract. 
But I'm just curious to see what's going to happen to him after this offseason with a separated shoulder because we needed this time, too, to see what Cam Reddish could offer this team to see how he fits in. And now he's losing more playing time, and now you're looking at a one-year evaluation to make a determination if you want to pay him. What are your thoughts on Cam Reddish right now? So, as you mentioned, we have that 50-year extension on the rookie scale, right? So, right off the bat. Fourth, 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 fourth. Five years yeah, for he, quarterback. Oh, sorry. I'm saying he got, he got the extension, though. So, my point is he's on. he's going to be on an expiring along with – who you just mentioned, Kemba Walker, and another guy who's in our doghouse, and especially Tibbs' doghouse, Nerland's Noel. Right, no, all got those it. he's got to get out of here. <laughs> all those are expiring <laughs> contracts, right? So that's the first thing when you ask me about Cam Reddish's future. That's the thing that comes to mind. But most importantly, I think he did show what he can do in this short spurt, right? He saw you saw the bad of Cam Reddish when he barely had five minutes, and he would come in and take bounce back, step threes when he's guarded, right? And we just completely missed the rim. Mm-hmm. We saw him D up when he finally had a sniff at some minutes. And we saw him, you know, kind of play inconsistent play, you know, but of course in between that, some spectacular plays and some not so spectacular plays, you know, just to put it, you know, a little elementary out here. And so if other teams are intrigued by that and they still have that huge Cam Reddish intrigue and he's going to go in a big trade, no problem. However, in a perfect world, we can get rid of the Fournier contract and then we have a Grimes and a Cam Reddish for basically for free. You know what I mean? Hanging out there. Then kind of RJ Barrett is still free. That that's Those are that's three a, huge It's a lot pieces, of wings. Right? A lot of wings. A lot of wings. You throw in... IQ, another free guard, right? That That's all if you don't, you know, make any crazy trade. I'm just yeah. giving hypotheticals here. So that's what I like about Cam Reddish. But if you're just trying to ask me about what do I think his future is, personally, I think he's really expendable. I think we could move him for a nice piece. And we have Grimes. We have RJ. Cam Reddish is not doing anything so spectacular for the Knicks that we know he's un- unreplaceable, but his intrigue to me is way better than the Knicks giving him a contract, even if he does well next year. Mm. You know what I mean? Even if he does mm. Atlanta Hawks stuff, Cam Reddish, when he was really good, I, I still, I'm not trying to pay him. So I'm okay with letting him go, especially because we saw the pieces we have. We kind of see what he can do with this offense slash defense. So to be honest with you, if you're going to gun to my head, kind of deal. Uh, I'm going to say that Cam Reddish probably played his last game with the Knicks or he's going to be gone by, you know, the deadline next year. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to pay him. I could see him being gone by the deadline because either his intrigue is like the highest right now. Cause you saw like that 17 point game, but that's not that's the best okay. that he's played. Cause we saw him play his best with Atlanta in the playoffs against yeah. the Milwaukee bucks. So maybe you bring him back for another, you say, okay, Let's try to move all these other guys like Fournier, all these other wings that not these other wings, just really Fournier. He just didn't <laughs> give it a buck. But and you get him back in there where that the second Brooks could move too. You know what I'm trying to say? If it yeah, for like a real player. Yeah, Brooks is probably gonna be gone this offseason too. I think I don't he's, know about probably. I don't know about probably, but if it was for a real player, I could see it. But I don't know. I if think the Knicks are gonna consolidate some of their assets to get some point. I think right now this rotation's a lot of it's a lot 
Like if you're, if you're a coach and this is where I also feel bad for Thibodeau and what, like, this is where whoa, I look whoa. at. Whoa. Whoa. Tim's right? apologist guys. Whoa. Watch out. No, I, I, I'm, I mean, You're going to have I, a mob outside your house. I know. Right. Too bad. They all have to drive pretty far to come get me. Uh, <laughs> but no, like I keep it, I keep it real. Like I tell you, like, I don't really like, I didn't really like Tim's rotations. I don't think he's a good, we know he's not a good offensive minded coach. We know, we know where his flaws are. I don't know. I keep going back at that, but I also will tell you that for Tibbs, like he didn't put himself in the situation. The front office yeah. did not help either. So you can't like he Tibbs has blame front office has blame players have blame. It's not just one person. We've been all around trying to figure out who to blame for this underperformance, underperformance of a season. And it's not just one person. There's a lot of people who are culpable for what we witnessed on the floor of the season, but, but it is one you know, position. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I'm not even joking. It's one position. I'm going to yeah. blame it on that position until it's solved. Yeah. Right now a- I'm going on two decades. Yeah, the two decades. Yeah, it's a point Minus guard. Minus one we, year. When we, we haven't had a point guard since Raymond Felton, and to, and, that, and this is a good this is a good transition point, okay? Because it's funny that we play the Dallas Mavericks last night, and people watch, you know, Luca go off, and the second guy go off on, on the ref, team, or you mean like on the court? On the ref. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and like the, well, the quietest well, thirty well, points of all time. Yeah, because it was twelve for twenty five. Like it was like it, he shot fifty percent from the field. Not, like it's not bad. That's a good shooting. But he shot three for eleven from three, and he was just chucking up shots over there. So, okay, fine. Like Luca is a high high usage player that is needed for the Mavericks to stay competitive, and it's a lot of isolation ball through him, which is why to me it's impressive that Jalen Brunson has performed so well this season. Now he had a bad game last night. He only had eight points, three for 12, 0 for five from three, two for two from the free throw line. So I get that. Okay, first of all, first of all, you mentioned the 0 for five for three, the 0 and 21 or 22 from three from the Mavericks was the most egregious thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I don't even know if that counts because if they tried to do that again, I'm not sure that that's possible. Dude, again, <laughs> against us. Uh, again, they shot like crap from three. This is not the Nothing first time. Like the over 22. That was nuts, bro. Dude. Th- so the Maverick shot six for, was it? 40. Was it? Did I read that right? Hold on. Maverick shot six for 44 from three yesterday. Yep. Okay. I'm going to look up the other one to see what, when, when they played against, uh, the, the Knicks back in January. We killed them. Yeah. We killed them, but they also shot like shit from three uh, at that game too. Like, I let's not forget. That, yes. that was so, Tim Hardaway though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. oh, t- oh, Timmy, oh, Tim Hardaway Jr. How I do not miss you for chucking up so many threes. Um, so yeah, that's why I don't think that over five is really too much of an indictment on Brunson. But I, I, I'm I'm going to give him props for, like you said, being able to do this behind Luca. But also, he's been phased out, man. He's been phased out by Spencer Dinwiddie and all the all the Dinwiddie haters. I know we all read the same article about how he's the worst. Uh, locker room presence ever. And then we go to his crypto stuff and it's over, but he's a beast, dude. He's a beast and he's a starting guard and he, and they know they're not going to resign Jalen Brunson. And so he's being phased out. Maverick shot eight for 37 against the Knicks back in January. So let's go. We own Dallas. Yes, we do. We do own Dallas in trades and on the court. <laughs> I don't hear any Dallas. You hear that Howard Beck? You hear yeah. that? 
I don't want to hear any <laughs> Dallas Mavericks fan think they still won that trade. You traded KP for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans, who I was watching get cardio yesterday. He was supposed to be a three-point shooter. And if that's... You always <laughs> go off on Bertans. He you was know? 0 for 5. <laughs> I know. You always go off on him. Because he got paid $80 million to go 0 yeah. for 5. All right? <laughs> I was, I, on Bert, I was on I was on Bertons too, but I, I I will change. Like when I see, like he has not done anything since he's gotten paid. He's got the bag and he's dipped. He is not. He is he is not who we thought he was. <laughs> All right, <laughs> he's not. But my my favorite low key and the most underrated Twitter beef is uh, Tommy Beer versus Howard Beck when they go off about the Dallas versus the Knicks trade versus the KP mm. trade. Who won? Who did they always mm. go off on it? But let's mm. stick. Let's stick to the point guard situation and Jalen Brunson, man. What do you got? What do you? What do you? What are you fuming about, man? What's grinding your gears over there? I know. I know. There's some Knicks Twitter stuff going on now about whether or not to pay Jalen Brunson. He had a bad game against us, and most Knicks fans is what it is. We only watch Knicks games, right? Which is yep. which is fair. Yeah. It's yeah, games. That's, that's and so, fine. You know, and, and not everyone is as crazy as us or, or as crazy as myself, and so you know, it makes sense that whatever they watch, that's that's what that's the perception they get from that squad, right? We watched John Morant beat us, like, oh wow, John Morant's amazing. That just turned out to be right. We had different perceptions of people like Fournier and Terrence Ross because they kill us, and Ricky Rubio. And so maybe now it's Jalen Brunson because, as you said, we own Dallas. So, yeah, can you imagine? Go ahead, let imagine, it out, man. Let can you imagine? I, I, that's a good thoughts. one. And I want to start with that one because I was thinking about that one today. Evan Fournier, if we just watched every single Knicks game where Evan Fournier played us, we think Evan Fournier is like this ma- magical beast, and yet he is not that. But yet we want to go, but yet we want to do the inverse. And I was never high on Evan Fournier. Like I had him third when I wrote for KnicksFanTV.com as like top free agents because out of like the free agent. Shots fired at our boy Chip. Out, 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 <laughs> out of all the free agents that we had, like DeMar, DeMo, DeMar DeRozan, best shooting guard free agent by far, hands down. But I didn't think he was going to fit with what we needed on this team because you can't have the ball in his hands, RJ's hands, and, and Randall's hands. Like the, I don't know. The mid-range nothing. king, there's always room for the mid-range king on my team. Yes, but I look, I once again, I always go back to that roster construction. It's him and Zach Levine who get most of the touches. Lonzo doesn't need the ball. Caruso doesn't need the ball. Patrick Williams doesn't need the they ball. They missed those boys. Vooch, oh Vooch, Vooch doesn't need the ball. All right. Most of those guys so don't need the ball. Those. those two guys are the most ball dominant guys you have on that team. And it works. If you put it here where you want to feature RJ, you're going to have Julius Randle. It's, it's, it's tough, man. This is, we're not talking about the Golden State Warriors where Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, uh, and all those boys. Like, that's not who we got over here. All right. But regardless, that's not what this conversation is about. Evan Fournier, we would think that he's like the greatest guy on earth. All right. Had him third. It, once again, my KnicksFanTV.com article, because out of all the guys who I thought would have been best for the Knicks, he was in that top three. I wanted Norman Powell. Top guy would have been mm-hmm. Gary Trent Jr. He wasn't available. Uh, okay. I would have, Gary Trent would have been my number one. GTJ, baby. Oh, man. But you look at Evan Fournier. He's not that. And now we're going to go look at Jalen Brunson after what one game that was very bad most recent game it's like this guy's not it he is a good player okay he is just uh, i just don't get how we look at this guy who's shooting 50 percent from the field 38 percent from three hits over 80 percent of his free throw attempts and is averaging 16 points close to four rebounds and five assists and we're like hmm, we don't want a steady hand we haven't had 
anyone good at this position since Raymond Felton. First year Raymond Felton when he came back. All right. Best Raymond Felton was when we got had him with Amari that first year before we traded for Melo by far. But we haven't had a guy like that since then. And before that, who? Marbury? Nate Robinson? Like, Jason I'm ready. Kidd. I, Jason Kidd, I mean, that's he helped a lot. Like, yes, I agree. <laughs> that was the combo. That both him and Felton together were, were the, was the one point guard. But we haven't had a point guard for so long. I'm not looking for the answer. I'm looking for a steady hand. Can we get like Alan Iverson? Can we just get <laughs> can we just get someone in here who's steady, who knows the game, cerebral, knows who to get the ball to, can run an offense, can get his own and not have to be featured? We don't need a score, we don't need a scoring point guard. We don't need another ball dominant guy who's going to be featured as the point guard. What we need is a guy who's going to take a secondary role or even a third, like a tertiary role, and just Ooh. help everyone else. Like look at yeah, that. I know. Ooh, look at that. Big words. <laughs> Big words coming out. So you want you want him to be the starter, the third, like the third option as a starter. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think he I think he helps a lot. The way he can shoot. The way he knows how to get to his own spots. He's not the best defender out there, but he can hold his own. But once again, like what point guard is your best defender outside of Drew Holiday? Mike Connolly was a good defender. Like who's who's locking somebody up 24-7 at the point guard position? It's not it's just not real realistic in the NBA, in my opinion. Like Ben Simmons is if you want to consider him a point guard, I guess, but he's not even really a point guard, you know? Oh, he's so, only a point guard. He's the he's the most point guard point guard of all time. He belongs in the fifties, but anyway, I think Ben Simmons is going to be good. But I, I I understand what you're saying. Here's the here's the the crux of the question: If you're going to give him twenty million, he's he better be a real point guard. Like there's no backup. Here's here's the crux of the situation, Alex. You're watching Dallas turn him from. This at least second string behind Luka Doncic, which you could understand, right? A, a huge talent, a superstar. But why would you bring in Dinwiddie, a guy who is supposedly a locker room cancer, right? At the time, according to the article, which I disagree with for the record, puts him there and then puts Jalen Brunson to the bench. You think it's just because they're trying to move on? But they could have traded him. You know what I mean? It doesn't really make sense. And so when you see a team like downgrade their player, it gives you pause to say, now I'm going to pay him all this money. Mm-hmm. However, on the other side of that, I'm, you know, going through our group text today, you'll know that I have non-buyer's remorse. Second time I used that word today, but this time it was on Red Fan Fleet. And I didn't want him. I didn't want to pay for him. But think about it. From the time that we could have signed him till now, there, we still not even smell the point guard. You know what I mean? So is that going to happen within the next three years as well? Yeah. Where if we could have paid Jalen Brunson 20 million, yes, who cares? Whether it's even though that's a crazy number for the next three years, 60 million, right? Almost what we're hoping to pay Mitch or what Mitch is hoping to get paid. <laughs> Let me rephrase. And we'll actually have a point guard for three years. I don't think that's really going to deter anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? At the end of the day, because if you look at the league, say we were bad this year and we had Jalen Brunson on 20 million and he was a serviceable point guard. We could have traded him for 20, you know, a lot of teams would have loved him for 20 million and we could have flipped him. You know what I'm trying to say? So I think that's a tradable contract at the end of the day. It's not Fournier making 17. The only issue is, man, what if he stinks? 
What if he is a it third string comes back. point guard? It always comes no, but back. what if he is a third string point guard, dude? Like you just saw his team that drafted him turn him into a third string point guard. What if he is? What if he is a third string point guard? But we keep and we just going gave him twenty million dollars a year, bro. We keep going through that and look. Here's the thing. I think it was one insurance in case they didn't they can't keep Jalen Brunson. Okay. Jalen Brunson will be a restricted free agent. Um, they may be looking to get assets because they traded some draft picks to in order to get some guys, right? And they may be looking to rebuild and help support Luka Doncic, new coach. You don't have Rick Carlisle down there anymore. They're looking, they're probably looking to get assets to say, you know what, this isn't really the team I envision, you know, and they're the coaches doing their own. Evaluation saying, hmm, you know, am I a big fan of Jalen Brunson? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, do I want Spencer Dinwiddie in here, who I think is more likely what Jalen Brunson is going to get, like 18 million. I don't think he's going to get 25. I don't think he's going to get, I think if he does get 20, which would be the max, like that would be fine. But even still, the, the salary cap is constantly increasing. So that contract doesn't look as bad as it ages, right? I look at Jalen Brunson that he's worked his way from a bench to a starting rotation. And it's not like the Mavericks are like this worst team. They're 40 and 26. They're 23 and 12 at home, right? They're a good team. They're a good team to play with. They're second in the Southwest division. I, I think we like, caught them on. I thought we caught them again when we were due. Like I, I think that we were just hot and they were super hot and they were yeah, just and they're fifth and they're fifth in the league, right? We're not talking about. Like the Mavericks are fifth in the league. They're not like some terrible team. And the fact that Brunson could be working around, working alongside, I should say, to um, working alongside next to Luka Doncic, that should give you some indication how well he can play off ball one. Two, the fact that they're fifth in a Western Conference where you have obviously the Phoenix Suns, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Golden State Warriors, Utah Jazz. Those are like your four top heavy teams. That was for being fifth, like over the Lakers who stink, Clippers who are like middling, like they're taking advantage. And like you look at the remainder, you look at the remainder of the schedule and the fact that they're able to stay above those teams is encouraging to me. They could have been, they could have been down and out, but they're not um, because all they have is really Luka Doncic. Everybody on else on that roster is kind of okay, you know. Like even when you had KP, you missed most of his games. wasn't really a post presence. Dwight Powell is not really a post presence, you know, and people keep asking, well, how come they allowed Fournier? Well, they don't have a post presence. So what Fournier work and let Mitchell Robinson sag off of Dwight Powell and force them to beat you on the inside, which they're not a good team at doing. They're 29th <laughs> in the league in attempts around the rim for a reason because they have no post presence. So force them to shoot. That's the game plan. And it hasn't worked both times. So maybe other teams haven't figured it out. Maybe other teams don't have the roster to really play that type of game. But that honestly, in my opinion, if the Mavericks do have someone like a Mitchell Robinson at bare minimum, that's a better team than what they had last night. So I look at Jalen Brunson saying that if he can fit in there being part of a, a playoff team, playoff caliber team, I think he would help the Knicks. Like he, he clearly shows that he doesn't need to be the focal point. And if you're, high on R.J. Barrett, continues, continuing his rise. If you still believe in Julius Randle and turning his game around, just needing a point guard to get him into the proper position and not allowing Randle to constantly initiate the offense, then this is the type of guy that you want to allow those two guys to get to work. You know? I agree. 
That's how, that's how I look at it. And the buyers were more saying like, what if, what if you got to take a chance at some point, we haven't taken a chance in 20 years on somebody. We really haven't. <laughs> we missed out. We kept, we said it for Kyle Lowry. Remember that we didn't trade a Mon Shumper because Ooh, Mon Shumper was a little too much for the Kyle Lowry trade. And look what happened. We should have had Kyle Lowry. I, I was all in on CP3 coming to becoming a New York Nick. People were off on that. I knew that wasn't going to happen, but still people were like, oh, he's old, injury prone. This, this is that, why people are dumb, man. He's literally leading the league again in assists. It's unbelievable. But yet the guy who turned the OKC Thunder around, who was able to work with James Harden, it was not. It was more of a James Harden problem than a Chris Paul problem. Let's remember that in, in Houston. <laughs> Didn't want Chris Paul. Lonzo Ball would have been a good, perfect fit. People are like, no, he can't do it. Yet he was in a bad situation in L.A., in New Orleans. And now, look, he's in Chicago where he's around two guys where he doesn't have to be the focal point, working pretty well, and is motivated because he's working with two good guys. You said Fred Van Vliet. We're, we're hesitant on Fred Van Vliet, which was before mm-hmm. Lonzo Ball. And now we're doing the same thing again with Jalen Brunson because we're afraid of overpaying him because – Knicks fans have been traumatized. We've been traumatized to be afraid of paying people because we've been backfired. We think about Allen Houston. Okay. We think about all these massive contracts. We have to get, not that Carmel Anthony was a bad contract. I wish he went to the Chicago bulls. He should have left at that point. Phil Jackson was not the guy for him, but we look at him. We're like, everyone's like, Oh my God, how are we going to move the mellow contract? We just look at all these guys that we paid and we're just like, what? Another bad contract. What are we doing here? I don't think Jalen Brunson will be a bad contract. I don't think he's going to demand over 20 million. And if you pay him 20 million, let's think about when Fred Van Vliet and Lonzo Ball signed for both 85. I think both of them, I think that's their number. If he, if we get him for 80, he's still in his market range and below market value of those times, which is, which would be a good deal for us. Honestly, if he got paid 90, that's essentially what, Lonzo and Fred Van Viet will be playing, be be getting paid. And that's where I get a little more concerned. 90 million is a little too rich for my blood, but if you can get tell me we can get Jalen <laughs> Brunson for like 80, max 85. Like I don't think that's a bad, I don't think that's a bad deal for a, a starting caliber point guard who like a guy who who doesn't need to be the focal point, but can still get his own, you know? That's yeah, well, listen, if you if you if you if you do that and then sign Mitch, that's it, you're done for the season. Like you're done for the offseason. Then it's just whatever you could trade for the rest of your guys. So if they decide to go that route, I'm okay with it at this point. It's just going to be scary if Mitch gets hurt. But we at least Sims is okay. Noel is still there. Hopefully we trade him for something. But, hey, man, we could think about all that stuff as the season rolls on. Right now, we here. Shout out to Nick's Film School <laughs> for the hoodie. Shout out to John Starks for the signature. Shout out to Leon Rose for having the same birthday as me. I'm hyped right now. We're on this three-game winning streak. And you guys and we're wear, the, wear, wear the same shoes, right? You guys got the same and we shoes. we wear the same shoes. You're both bald. <laughs> That's my boy. Leon Rose is my boy. Both right? attorneys. <laughs> Yo, hire me, son. I'm ready. I'm ready, Leon. Wait a minute. He grew up in Cherry Hill. He grew up in Stan. I mean, Stan Island is not New Jersey, but it's close enough. <laughs> it's not Cherry Hill, bro. But anyway, <laughs> um, we're at Memphis, dude. We played them pretty well for three and a half quarters. Right. And then uh, they killed me right in front of my face. They were kind of clowning us. Uh, I'm kind of a little bit nervous because they uh, they had a lot of fun playing against the Knicks. Hopefully that was just the garden. This is all heart and no mind. 
but I I just need I need the Memphis W. I I, I need it. I'm not going to go out of a limb and say it's a, it's a guarantee like what I had for Dallas because I'm doing that for Sunday. I know it's Kyrie, the Kyrie-less Brooklyn Nets, but it's going to be a must win for the Knicks on Sunday. So I'm kind of looking ahead to that one o'clock. This is the last game of New York's technical road trip, right? I know it actually goes one more day for because it's in the Bar- Barclays Center for Sunday, but they're going home. They're going to their beds on Sunday you know, for that road trip after the Friday game. So I just hope they really close out Memphis, man. I, I'm i not going to be shocked if they get blown out, honestly, by 35. We want, we had three straight blowout wins. I'm not going to be shocked, but, dude, I am I am really hoping for this win. I'm, I can't go for a loss right now. Give me, give me the Brooklyn win. We're going to go 50%. We're going to go 50% this weekend. I, I would love to go 100%. I doubt it. So I'm going to go for the Brooklyn win and the Memphis loss. But, dude, I, I really need the two wins, man. I, I, I need it for everything. I've been I've – been, why I love being in the hunt so much, admittedly, is because I get to watch every game and, like, hate watch it. You know what I mean? And I could just, like I, – I hate watching the Wizards. I hate watching Brooklyn. I hate watching Atlanta. I hate watching Charlotte. And that's fun. That's fun for me. Like, it's good for me to, like, really care about those games, you know, without putting one dollar on them. So this is where I am right now. I know their schedules at this point. I know all those team schedules at this point. But we, it starts with the Knicks. We have to get the wins. If you go look at the schedule, we're streaky as hell, man. It's like seven-game losses, couple wins in a row, bunch of losses. But it, it's very streaky. It's not really back and forth. So I'm hoping to get the streak going. Keep it moving. We got to beat Memphis in Memphis. Split the series, bro. Split the series with Memphis. Come home and beat Brooklyn in Brooklyn with no Kyrie. Maybe Ben Simmons makes his debut, which would make me like the Knicks even more because, like, they're still going to be weird. Uh, I I, I could see it happening, man. I could foresee it. Their momentum is riding right now going into Memphis, and they hate Memphis. There's animosity between those teams. Like, Jaron Jackson Jr., and the Knicks, they get into beef, man. They 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 really were getting chippy out there. So Memphis give me and the, the wins, Knicks man. just have beef. Just give man. me the two wins. Look, man, Memphis has issues the because James, days. No, Memphis has issues with the Knicks because James Dolan turned off the hot water. Let's forget. Let's oh not forget God. that. I forgot that. Let's not forget that. And you had Alfred Payne who pushed Jay Crowder. Now they're on the same oh, team. Yeah. That should be interesting. Yeah. That's what interesting, do you think, actually. man? What do you think about those games? I don't think it's going to be a win against Memphis. I think Memphis is too hot of a team, yeah. personally. Yeah. Give me that Nets win, though. I need to beat the Nets. <laughs> it's all I need. It's all I need. Me too, I'll man. tell you this, though. If the Net, if the Knicks do make the play-in, boy, we better see Brooklyn. I want to see Brooklyn. I'll tell you that right now. I want to see Brooklyn. I want to knock Brooklyn out. Yeah, I, I don't feel. want to see Brooklyn, but I, I want to see Brooklyn on Sunday. <laughs> I think I might go. <laughs> all right. Well, this is a good place. If we to win end in it. Memphis, I have to go. I have to go to the Clays. I have to. Yeah, I, I don't I disagree. And I think this is a good place to end it. Yeah, you you heard John's emphatic. We in we we're in the hunt. That's all John needed. It's all John we're needed. In the hunt, son. The Jets couldn't do that for him, but the Knicks can. Look at that. Look at that. The Knicks. But thank the, you, everyone. The Jets. The Jets have a chance to make me smile, man. We'll see. We'll see. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets, et cetera, podcast. 
You know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. On top of that, if you listen to us on Spotify or Apple, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. That helps our podcast out oh so greatly. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to leave us a comment. We will read it, okay? We love, we'll do that, all right? Because we appreciate you guys for taking the time to write us a review. We're also on YouTube now. So type in Nick's comma Jets comma ETC period, Nick's Jets, et cetera. Find the YouTube page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, please make sure to hit the like button and leave a comment. We'll respond. We, want, we like all the engagement, okay? We'll, we love talking to you guys. We love this community. We appreciate you guys for always tuning in. So thank you so Shout much for doing all that stuff. Yeah, that's right. What are the Panta <laughs> once again, man? Gang, gang, Obi, Obi Avengers, free Obi. You know what it is. Also, while you're over there, please make sure to check out Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, usually go down to the NFL slate. NFL is not round, all right? You got to wait until next season, but they're doing NBA stuff. If you're listening to this podcast right now, I talked about it earlier in this pod. John and Greg just did just dropped one for Thursday Night Basketball. You can listen to those takes and get an idea for how they do their analysis, but they also did their futures. So let's go take a listen. I won't tell you who they chose and who, what they got going on, but go take a listen and see who you, who you should bet on and bet responsibly. And last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. We are there. Thank you, everyone, once again for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Shits, Etc. podcast. We out. Let's go Knicks, baby. Let's go.